0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Ref Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the presenter of The Key, Kevin Key, and the cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio ladies and gentlemen welcome back to rewind wrestling radio right here on the rewind wrestling network i'm your host ted weston and i am here with my crew i've got to the left of me the heat seeker the new mouth of the south mr tyler peters right underneath him i've got the original bro not really it's not Matt riddle i'm sorry he's not even half as cool as matt riddle
1: But he's still, he's still, he's still. The only thing that I have in common with him is that we're both from Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got my
0: original partner in crime, OG Will. And uh, right underneath me, I've got Ref Amy Veronica. Ref, (laughs) thick as boat. It's not that gross. Not that gross. I promise. Help. (laughs) (laughs)
2: just just og help help
0: (laughs) wait og og what was it in nashville (laughs) (laughs) all right so for any of you that uh, that don't know what we're talking about, there's a playlist on our YouTube page um, that we didn't put on the podcast platforms, and it's called the Nashville Files. And uh, you can go watch those videos that we filmed when we were all together in Nashville, um, where there's so much of this stuff, and you'll get so many more of the inside jokes, I promise. Go watch that content. It is well worth your time. Um so, my friends, we are going to talk a little bit today about finishers in professional wrestling. But before we get there, before we go that far, I'm just going to give you the tip. And then I'm going to stop for a second and tell you to go get some merch. Okay? Whatamaneuver.net. Go buy yourself a shirt. It helps us tremendously. Go listen on a podcast platform if you're watching on YouTube. We want you to rack up those pennies for us. Um, help us out with that as much as possible. Um we need you to listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you can listen, uh, wherever we're available. It helps us out tremendously if you listen there uh, because it, we, do, we do see a very, very, very small uh, little itty-bitty piece of money from that and we we need to help uh fund our trip to wrestlemania in philly in uh in a two years here so please 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 help us out with that as much as possible you guys are our resource and uh, we appreciate you so much um go get maybe it'll it'll pay for parking it might pay for parking it might pay for parking right now uh um so with all of that being said Thank you so much. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Make sure you turn, you press that notification button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on SportsWire, if you're listening, if you're watching on Roku TV, or if you have not followed us across any of our social media platforms yet—Facebook, Instagram, and and uh, Twitter—go follow us at @RewindPodcast. W-R-E-W-I-N-D. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, let's talk finishers in professional wrestling. Okay, first of all. I want to start this conversation with a question from the three of you. Okay, should we still be calling them finishers? No. Or should we be calling them signature
1: moves? I'll, I'll go with that. But no, no, nothing is an actual finisher anymore, and because you have to hit multiple to, to win a match anymore. So no, it's not a finisher.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Mm, Tyler, yeah, uh, will brought up a great point, like you know the d d t used to finish off opponents, but they do it so much now that yeah I think signature moves uh I get what you're saying, but it's so hard not to say finisher though I think we're just accustomed to so much of that terminology so that that's one to think about but i would think the super kick all those have you know we see the young bucks so many people and the usos too so that way i'm not getting the aw people all oh, you're just <laughs> racking on the young bucks no i'm talking wwe too so chill out or i'll block you but anyways uh <laughs> yes yeah, yeah screw you you know what, what's your opinion matter anyways only mine does you went the heat you're gonna get it no i'm just kidding anyways the finishers were uh you know I don't know signature moves. That's a good debate. I, I don't know where I where I went off on the uh, the internet community, but back to you. Somebody else want to take it before I get off Amy. on a tangent? Yeah, Amy. So
2: I think we should still call them finishers because a like Tyler said, it's easier to say than signature moves. Like on commentary, saying finisher is a lot better than like signature move. Like it's really hard to pipe up the crowd. Um, but I think. I, I can't speak obviously for AEW, but there is at least what I'm seeing on the Indies and what I'm seeing also um in Japan, Japan has always held finishers kind of in that like high regard. Like the Rainmaker mm-hmm. by Okada, I don't think anyone kicked out before Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Something like
1: that. So,
2: yeah, until they had that trio of matches. So there there are regions in wrestling and styles of wrestling that still hold finishers in high regard that like big ones, they don't nobody kicks out of and when they do it's like the most like monumental thing in the world aw yes they they have kind of like mashed the button playing street fighter kind of bs kind of thing that they they do a lot how do you do but that? i see a lot of at least with ccw and the way that people are being trained there is that mentality of going back to the old days where it's like you have your your finisher and you only take it out when you are going to win because you want to protect that move and if like down the line if you do want to use it as a monumental moment where someone kicks out and you're like holy crap and create that moment yes use that and that's to your own discretion like i wouldn't do that on the indies i would wait till you're like a little bit on the higher level to like break that but yeah, I, I see there is a culture change. It's kind of like pendulum swinging. We had AW, like the the spamming of the finishers moment right now. And I think we're starting to see kind of like the pendulum swinging back. And we're coming coming back into the style of wrestling where things mean something. Because like there is that hunger for that again. So I think mm-hmm. we should still call them finishers because I think we should reinforce the idea that they should finish the match and they should have some importance. So
0: no. yeah, I so I, I have an issue with finishing moves. Um we have we've in, in my lifetime we have gone from matches being ended by a DDT or a fisherman suplex, right? Or even a superplex, right? Mm-hmm yeah um a leg drop okay, ending a match, the people's elbow ending a match, which is ludicrous, right mm-hmm. um, to now a Spanish fly doesn't end a match, yeah you know um the What's that flippy power bomb that Adam Cole does? I can't remember the name. Panama Sunrise. Oh. Yeah. Right? It it doesn't end the, Canadian the match. Canadian destroyer. That's what it is. Canadian, yeah, Canadian yeah. Destroyer. Thank you. It doesn't end the match. Like, what do they have to do? Do they have to light a stick of dynamite, shove it up their ass, put on a war helmet, jump off the top rope and explode on the guy at the right time with the stick of dynamite stuck up their ass in
2: order to finish the fucking match? You don't say that. Tony is listening, Ted. To- I was about to say it's gonna
3: it's gonna be on Dynamite next week.
1: Come on. Can't do that to Eddie Kingston.
2: <laughs> at least let him win the match. <laughs>
3: The guy's going through uh, Domino's pizza cutters. For God's sake! (laughs) Like, I apologize for the language, but stop it.
1: But that's the funny thing. Like, that's not really Cole's finisher. That's the thing. It's the the shining wizard to the back of the head. That's what is that? That's what actually finishes matches most of the time. Like, like I'm sorry. A Spanish fly.
0: If a Spanish fly doesn't finish a match, why is it there? to show that you can do a backflip and a front flip at the same time awesome i i go to my kids gymnastics class and i see that all day i don't that doesn't impress me bro (laughs) Like, like come on ah um as someone who has who has taken a shot to the head and has been knocked out okay I can tell you that a super kick is a legitimate finisher. A Superman punch is a legitimate finisher. A shining wizard is a legitimate finisher. A DDT is a legitimate finisher,
1: right? People's elbow is not.
0: The people's elbow is not. <laughs> Macho man's elbow was. Yeah. Okay. Knocks the wind out of you enough that you don't have the, the wherewithal to, to kick out. I get that. That makes sense. A pile driver, my neck hurts so much that I am going to stop right now. It makes sense. There's a psychology behind finishing moves. Exactly. It needs to make sense. And, And right now, there is no psychology to these finishing moves. Even in the WWE, by the way.
1: Even in the WWE, it's that way right now. I'm, I mean, it depends on the person, honestly, because like, there's a lot of good ones out in WWE, there's a lot of bad ones in WWE, there's a lot of yeah. good ones over in AEW, there's a lot of bad ones over in AEW. It's just kind of how it is.
2: I think a, a lot of it also has to do with card structure, because I know at least something that we apply with uh, CCW is... We we try to have the same person go through everybody's match with like the people going through the match. And then we also ask that the people the match before theirs, they watch it. So that they make sure they're not doing the same moves. You're not doing someone's finisher, you're not doing someone's signature moves. Because like if the person before you kicks out of this the finish of your match, that belittles your match. Yep. So like there there's a lot of things where like I think AEW can sometimes be very guilty of this because they do run, like it's nothing against them. Like obviously they're creating a popular fan base, but they do run a lot like an indie show and they don't take those details into account where I think WWE is one of those people where they agent matches and they take those details into account. So when you see like a million super kicks in the match before with the Young Bucks and everyone's kicking out and then like Darby Allin gets taken out with one super kick, it kind of belittles Darby in a way. Yeah. So, like, that has something to do with it, too, because, like, it's a, a wrestling show is a team effort, and everybody has to be in on it. So, like, and right now we have a culture in wrestling where everyone just wants to do cool shit without thinking about the show itself.
1: Mm-hmm. They literally did it on Wednesday. They had that tornado tag match between uh, Andrade and Roosh versus the Lucha brothers, and that was just, at, like, that was cocaine in a match pretty much. Yeah, and then like the rest of like you're looking at the rest of the card you're like a lot of these guys just like kicked out of a lot of people a lot of moves that other people were doing down the card
2: yeah
3: now then why do it there there's no story to it i mean it's all for you know so i want a reaction i i can jump off the ropes i can uh you know make myself look good i can change my bio on twitter all the time and and claim i'm the greatest (laughs) Who, who get who cares
2: Shoot you know, that I, shot, I don't, Tyler. I don't, I don't give
3: two or three cents. I don't. I don't give fives. Forget that. I, I'm with you guys. Enough of the flippy stuff. I want the story stuff. My goodness, and I want rest till we get it. Now, now back to the conversation. Excuse they need. They need to start
1: protecting finishers more, uh, just in general. Because, and right. actually speaking of dynamite, um, was it Moxley was the first person to kick out of the Judas effect? Uh, yeah. In the match. But it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. That was, like, that's the worst part about it is, that, like, they didn't really,
2: The execution like... of it is just yeah. weird. It doesn't seem like a powerful move because it just looks like Jericho's turning around and elbowing somebody. Like yeah. what, It, well, it, it still If
0: hurts. he did a real spinning elbow, he'd fuck some people up. Yeah,
2: yeah. but it's, it's <laughs> like, it doesn't have the same effect as, like, a Roman Reigns, like, a Superman punch or, like, a Shining Wizard or something the like that. Punch. It's just... It, it's just so out of nowhere, like not in a good way, like Randy Orton. It, it just it doesn't seem de- it doesn't seem devastating. It just seems like but, oh man, he landed it. Oh, but
1: that man. that's the reason why he went to that. Not also part of the reason was because the code breaker was killing his back. Yeah. But he wanted he wanted a move that he could hit out of nowhere like that, mm-hmm. which I think most finishers should be like that, because mm-hmm. you shouldn't be expecting it unless they're. Unless you're at a point in the match where you can set it up.
2: Yeah.
3: What, what do you well, guys think? Mean, every- yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tyler. I was just going to add, what do you guys think of the Claymore kick? Now, I actually like the way Drew lands that. Now, I don't know the psychology behind it much, but I like how it, it seems like it connects when he really, I mean, you buy into
2: it. Well,
3: that's so, Tyler, yes. the funny thing about that is the, the kick came about
1: because back in Drew's 3MB days, he wore those, like, tight leather pants. And he couldn't get both he he couldn't get both legs up to to throw like a like a a missile drop kick. So he only got he was only able to get one leg up. And that's why it's only a one-legged kick. Well that makes sense. And I
2: honestly didn't know three, two, one thing.
3: Yeah, that's
1: the only thing I don't like about the nail is they started doing that. Yeah.
0: So you know, here's my thing. This isn't a new conversation, right? Because you had people doing choke slams and power bombs um, and splashes off the top in the 80s. And then you had Hogan ending things with a leg drop, you know. Um, And that was, you know, all of my cousins who got me into wrestling um, as I was coming up. All said, man, I can't stand Hulk Hogan. Like, how does he win a match with a leg drop? That is the stupidest. Like, what does he do? Fart on them so they knocks him out? Like, <laughs> like what is happening here, you know? Um, and on the flip side of that, you know, I think I think wrestlers were a little more diverse in their finishers in the 80s and 90s. Um, because they weren't trying to be so flashy, they were able to pick something and and they could work their match around it, which led to guys working a body part, a la Ric Flair or Bret Hart working the leg to get ready for the figure four or the sharpshooter, um, a la, um, you know, talking about uh, Kurt Angle, you know, in the late 90s and early 2000s. Kurt would work the shoulder in a match because he was dropping them on that shoulder and on that side rib cage and with the angle slam, you know? Um, And then as he decided to become a submission specialist, he would work the leg for the ankle lock, you know? Um, And so I think, I think that that art of picking apart a body part is being lost a little bit but it's being reserved for the top of the card. You know, like we're only seeing that in the top of the card. Whereas that used to be the story in professional wrestling Yeah, is who could pull, who could pick their opponent apart faster to land their finisher to win the match.
3: Yeah. That you was know? the beauty of it.
0: And, and now it's, it's about everybody get your shit in, you know, so that the crowd says, Holy shit. Um. So with that being said, I am writing down right now a handful of finishers. Okay. And uh, because I don't want to forget any of the ones that are popping into my brain here. (laughs) Um, And while I'm doing that, I want you guys to uh, just talk about something for me. What makes a good finisher? you know like like I watched recently I've been trying to play catch up on the broken skull sessions because I haven't been able to catch all of them this summer and uh and the spring and so I I finally watched DDP's last week and um and the diamond cutter was was revered you know like when Mach said I think I'm going to take the diamond cutter that was a big deal you know um so what what makes a good finish? What makes a good finisher in in professional wrestling? And uh, and do you have to have a setup to get there, or should it be explosive out of nowhere? Or should you have one of both? Okay, I want to start with uh, with the heat seeker on this one, Tyler.
3: Uh, it depends. I always like Aaron Anderson's spawn buster that uh, sets you up for the DDT. So I Mm -hmm. I think in that case, he could still get away with exploding on it, but you always expected that spine buster. So I I like that setup and I liked how Flair going to submissions. I liked how he, to your point, Teddy, he worked the legs. He applied the figure four. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes would do it. I mean, so many people would use the figure four, but it it really did work the legs. And and a lot of people that were in it, you know, confirm that's very painful. It's Mm -hmm. it's not a comfortable Mm -hmm. position. So that's one. Uh, I think the sharpshooter, uh, once again, your observation with Bret Hart. So it just depends. Like if you're talking Randy Orton, then I think it makes sense if it's explosive or surprising. But if I, I'm going to go back to Anderson or somebody, or even Jake the Snake, he didn't need anything before. He would just drop you. And that that's somebody else that was a good example. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm a sucker for like, you know, the diamond cutter and DDT, but there's a part of me that does like like the figure four leg locks, the Boston Crabs, those kind of submission holes too.
0: Make mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your
3: opponent tap out
0: right uh,
1: OG um, I mean to me a good finisher has to make sense that it can actually finish the match like we were saying earlier mm-hmm. like whether it's kind of out of nowhere or like there's a setup to it it has to look like it's the finish of a match which is why I get I start to get annoyed when people spam their finishers like that like I don't need Seth Rollins doing 14 stomps to end end a match because then to me that doesn't, that means it's not a finisher anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just a stomp. Okay. Uh, If he
2: has to do that, it should mean something. So like if he's against Brock Lesnar, yeah, yeah, you would understand him doing it, it five times.
1: And that's where the psychology of a finisher comes in to me.
2: Yeah.
1: That makes
0: sense. That makes sense. Amy?
2: So, yeah, like, kind of going off of what they're both saying, like, it, what makes a good finisher is how it's applied, and so, like, that's why I'm a sucker for, like, guys who are submission specialists, so, like, the William Regals, the um, the Chris Benoit, the Rick Flares, the Daniel Bryans, and, and Brian Danielsons, both of them, they're both great, um, but, like, it's it's that they could be really rapid in the fact that they lock it in real quick but it's that trepidation of like are they going to tap are they going to reverse out of it and then like there are a lot of um moves that are like that too like so like the pedigree like him setting up for that pedigree you're like oh shit he's got him he's got him and then like he'll spin out of the way so i do like this those like two to three second setups that Mm. also add to the prestige of a um finisher so yeah and then also how it's applied like it shouldn't take five curbs bombs to put away Finn Balor. Love Finn, but it shouldn't.
3: <laughs> right. But
2: it should take five for like Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar.
1: All right. So speaking, I'm gonna speaking of Finn, the, the coup de grace, just oof. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I I've written down a uh a, a list of finishers here. Okay. <laughs> a big list. And uh <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a member of the panel's name, and I'm gonna say a finisher, and you're gonna tell me, should it be a finisher or no? Oh,
3: God.
0: Okay, <laughs> this is like Jericho's list of a thousand holds, and we're gonna go to commercial break and come back, and I'll still be talking. Okay, oh, um, Amy, mm. Powerbomb. Yeah. Tyler, razor's edge.
3: Yeah, I think razor's edge would qualify. That's the most protected move ever
1: will clothesline from hell i love that that's that's actually my favorite finisher
0: amy diamond cutter
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: is the rko lumped in with that
2: i mean it's a cutter but the rko the setup is different because it's out of nowhere so it's like a surprise attack um diamond cutter has like the whole like prestige of doing this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i would say both like
0: okay tyler stunner
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, because if if you're stunned, it should be over.
0: Will Skull Crushing sick?
1: Finale.
3: Mm, it's not my favorite, but it is.
1: I think the way that the Miz sets it up and everything, and yeah, it's it, it's a finisher. I wouldn't pick it for myself, but. Amy, people's elbow.
2: No. <laughs> if, if he actually aimed for the head maybe because like an elbow to go into your head but he like always hits here so it's like Ugh, okay ow but no. i just
1: always thought it was hilarious that he bounced off the rope like four times and then stopped and then did no. it
2: like it's, uh, it's very cool but no
3: tyler chokeslam uh This one's tough. I, I'm not sure because most of the time it, it depends on if it's their finisher, but a lot of times it'll set up like the Undertaker. It was secondary because it was always a tombstone. So I'm going to go with, you know, this is hard, but I'm going to say no on that one.
0: Will,
1: sharpshooter.
3: I mean, the
1: the mystique behind it is still there. I know it's Not many people, the good thing is that not many people use it to try and, or like the only people that use it are the people that are really allowed to, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say, at least to to use it as a finisher. You don't see it used just like randomly in matches, which is good. So yeah, it's still a finisher to me.
0: Okay. Amy, Walls of Jericho slash Lion Tamer. Yeah, because
2: like, like Phil said, not many people do it that like as a finisher like they'll do it maybe as a transition into like a reverse or something but yeah as a finisher i could see it because if you've been putting it it sucks
0: (laughs) yeah so i want to also point out that that is not a boston crab a lion tamer is not a boston crab because the lion tamer has the knee to the back there's a Yeah. yeah there's a difference the
1: the walls yes are is pretty much a boston crab but
3: yeah um tyler ddt I would have said yes a long time ago, but not today. Depends on the eras. I wouldn't say today, but if, if you were to t- tell me 80s, yeah, for sure, or 90s.
1: OG,
0: Fisherman.
3: Not anymore. It's
1: it's like the DDT. It's It's been power-crapped at this point.
0: Amy, Angle Slam. Yeah. Yes.
3: Tyler, Flying Elbow Drop. Uh, not anymore it, it's one of those if it was macho man doing it yes but not anybody else that like will said it it's done so many times now
1: uh og frog splash not again not anymore it's just it's too overused at this if point it's
2: coming from kevin owens yes the bullfrog.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess it depends on who's doing it.
2: That's a big man if to become if
0: Otis does a frog splash and you're not calling it a finisher, you know. Yeah. Sounds
3: wrong, yeah, because you we should be done after that.
0: that's defying <laughs> physics at that
1: point. Amy. If if you can get Otis as high as Montez Ford, then yes. <laughs>
2: Jesus That would cause an earthquake, my dude.
0: Amy, figure four leg lock.
2: Yes.
0: Tyler, ankle lock.
3: Oh, yeah. It's got to be. I think so, man. Out of respect to Kurt Angle, definitely.
0: OG, arm bar.
1: Uh, I mean, there's so many different variations of it, and I know that people are using it as their finisher, but, like, I don't see it at. The martial artist in me hates hates it half the time because, especially the way that Rhonda does it now. Like, it's, just, it's not an arm bar. And I hate that she uses it as her finisher because, like, I know she knows how to do a real one. But, like, and if she
2: does a real one, she's going to kill somebody. Yeah, I know.
1: But then, but then like, because, like, to me, if you look at the way that Becky Lynch does the disarmor or the way that MJF does the, uh, the salt of the earth, like, that actually looks more devastating than what Rhonda does as an armbar. So I'll, I'll say yes, but it's a begrudging yes. Amy,
0: Shooting Star Press.
2: No, I feel like too many flippy people do it.
3: <laughs>
0: Tyler, Pedigree.
3: Yes. I, I'm going to say yes because, it, I don't know, Triple H out of respect, and Seth did it on Raw, so I think you should be done if a Pedigree gets hit.
0: OG curb stomp no 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 Amy cross face slash STF yes
2: yes absolutely yes
0: Tyler attitude adjustment (laughs) attitude adjustment
2: The (laughs) fu.
3: yeah uh no I'm not sure I mean you know I know seeing this put away I just don't buy that as being the putting away anybody. I am sorry. I love seeing it. Oh, no, it's that, fair. I just it's don't fair. Know it. Yeah. OG, F5. Absolutely. <laughs> he did it to Paul Heyman.
1: We haven't seen Heyman since. <laughs> so that's He so got him dirt.
2: up there. He got Heyman <laughs> he <did>. up. <laughs> Heyman's Heyman still in the hospital. In he uh-huh. was just kind of like yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amy, pump handle slam.
2: Yeah, because I think the setup, it's it's a lot like the pedigree where the setup kind of like build anticipation for the move so yeah i think so
0: okay this is my last three tyler falcon arrow
3: no i i you know i i think it's a great move but should it put away somebody no because once again everybody's doing it There's yep. so many variations so like we were saying they they don't make us buy into it
0: O G. spear
3: no,
1: ever, too many people do it anymore mm. that it's just like it, it's so overdone and so many people do it so poorly at this point mm. like, it should be one of the like the easiest finishing type moves to do and some people just can't like, it's just I, so ugly sometimes. I think
2: of it like the choke what Tyler was saying about the choke slam, it's like a setup yeah. for the move, next move
0: okay Amy, you get the last oh. one oh no CM Punk fans will hate you if you say no. GTS. No. <laughs> the Pepsi plunge.
2: What is that? What is like the actual move?
1: It's just a
0: what?
2: <laughs> and what? I told you, I'm not that big of a CM Punk fan, so I wasn't like
1: it's it's a pedigree from like the second rope.
2: No. If it's not memorable, I'm not like obviously. I mean, he can't
1: remember. Yeah. (laughs) The reason he can't, he couldn't do it in WWE is because Triple H wasn't going to let him do a pedigree. So.
2: And I think in theory, in theory,
1: it is, but he just hasn't done it in forever. Yeah. All right, my
0: friends. Let us know in the comments below what you think about finishing moves. Do you think it's oversaturated? Do you think that we need to protect finishers more? Should they still be called finishers? And if you think that we if you disagree with one of our our panelists about one of these moves, whether they said it should be a finisher or not, Let them know in the comments below. We will make sure to respond to you. Also, Uh, let us know what your favorite finisher is. Exactly. Let us know what your favorites are. And then, folks, please, 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 if you're not following us across social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hit us up at Rewind Podcast at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Go buy yourself some merch at uh, whatamaneuver.net. You can find all of that information In our link tree in the description below, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any podcast platform, if you're listening on Sportswire or if you're listening on or if you're watching on Roku TV, uh, if you follow us on any of our social media platforms, the link tree is in in our bio. So please make sure you go and check all that out. We will catch you guys next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.